Hi there, and welcome to the latest edition of our From A to C podcast, our monthly swimming podcast, which is part of our In the News series of podcasts from the Southern Star. My name is Siobhan Cronin, and as well as being editor of the West Cork-based media group, I am also an avid sea swimmer. Nothing too challenging, just the odd charity swim and maybe an hour or two with friends at weekends. But I do love chatting to other sea swimmer and sea swimming enthusiasts, and this latest edition of the podcast features a great chat with two local mermaids who are making a living sharing their love of the sea with others. Oh, my dream. But first, let me share some of the things that are happening in sea swimming circles in Ireland this summer. It's the time of year when many charity and challenge swimming events are taking place. But of course, the weather this year is playing havoc with plenty of them. The recent Union Hall charity swim for the Ornillai, a regular in the summer calendar, was called off a few days before the July 30th event when the weather forecast showed some choppy waters. But now, as reported in a recent Southern Star, the event itself is heading for rough waters, with Cork County Council requesting an event plan because the council is querying the fact that swimmers are crossing a commercial channel from Union Hall to Glandoran back. The event organisers are at pains to point out, of course, that the event has been very well run for, the, for many years and manned by many support and safety boats and kayaks, including, of course, the local Ornillai lifeboats and their crews. As someone who has swam this on a few occasions already, I can certainly vouch for the safety elements of the swim and I've always felt very incredibly safe and protected by the many staff that are on duty on the day. Also, I think we need to be really careful because so many events are getting overwhelmed by red tape relating to safety standards when they are already very well run and very carefully managed. So I think if we keep going down this road of being overvigilant because of insurance companies and lawyers, we will neither have a tourism industry nor any ability to simply just have fun. Well, that's my tuppence worth. And I was lucky to have enjoyed a fantastic day on the Shannon recently when I undertook a two kilometre swim as part of the Gale Force Great Swim Trilogy. The swim at Mount Shannon in County Clare was, as always, brilliantly organised by Gale Force. And although the day was a bit grey, the rain held off for our swim and there were certainly no issues with safety up in County Clare. Mount Shannon is, of course, a busy village on the equally busy Shannon. So take note, Cork County Council. The swim is part of a trio which began on the northern leg of the Shannon in County Longford uh, in May with a three kilometre trip down the Majestic River. Although the Shannon is much murkier than the waters of West Cork, when you get used to river swimming, it can be very enjoyable. The third event in this trilogy is next month, when the hugely popular Killery Fjord swim attracts hundreds of competitors to the Galway Mayo border for three different distances. I'm going to go for the two kilometres this year because the fjord can be quite challenging if it's a bit windy, but it's a really fun weekend in a spectacular setting near Linan in Connemara, so it's well worth a trip even if it's just for the socialising. But now, let me introduce two wonderful water babies from closer to home. Gronia Caulfield is a well-known local swimming coach who loves nothing more than getting into the sea and sharing her love of it with beginners, distant swimmers and everyone in between. Gronia is ably assisted by Poppy Bayment, who also adores the sea. So... Uh, Gronia, tell me about how you first got involved in swimming and what your first memories of water are. 
My first memories of water, um, actually contrary to what most people believe, um, I'm not a natural swimmer. I'm a self-taught swimmer. I learned in Dunmanway Swimming Pool um, when my two girls were really young. There was a Wednesday night adult um, session from eight to nine, and that was my go-to. No, I didn't really swim a lot when I went over there, just paddled around, but that was my kind of hour in the week where I used to get out. And then when my girls got a bit older, it turned out they were quite good swimmers. So I reckoned, you know, must be coming somewhere. It wasn't coming from my husband, <laughs> who still can't swim. Um, so I started to, I did a level one swim teacher's course and I gave up my sensible job in the city and I took up some coaching in swimming pools and ended up in Dunmanway swimming pool. And then after that, I used to go to, say, a lot of competitions with the girls when they were going through the ranks and stuff like that. And I noticed that I was quite interested in swimming in the sea. Petrified, believe it or not. I was actually petrified at the thought of putting my head in the water and swimming out of my depth, all of the above. So I went and did um, a level two open water swim coach. So from that, um, really haven't looked back. Um, I've done... I've gone from being petrified of being in the water to swimming organized swims, just swimming every Thursday for pleasure, um, triathlons, Ironman. Can I ask you about when you did your training? Because I think a lot of people, uh, like adults, are always wary of they've left it too late. When you did your training, were there other adults on the courses with you? Yeah, it was yeah. all adults. I actually uh, did the course with Steve Redmond and Noel Brown, and we did it down here. Like I came down from... Um, the north of Ireland, I think, and he ran a course because there was such an interest down here. And I'm telling you, he said he'd never actually run a better course in his life because everyone he had, like the caliber of like, say, Noel Brown and Steve mm. Redmond and Nathan Timmons, like they had such knowledge that it was really, you know, he was kind of learning off of the people who were doing the course with him. So he came to us and we did our test and lock on and, you know, it was just a great, great course. I've never looked back from that. And Poppy, what's your experience of the whole swimming element when did you are you a born swimmer from no I'm not a born swimmer and interestingly I'm a self-taught swimmer as well right. so I would have learned in my early 20s um, and quite quickly realized that I really loved swimming so I did my lifeguard course and I started doing my um, swim teaching courses and started working in the local pools I kind of worked up through my swim teaching qualifications my coaching qualifications and Although I was teaching in the swimming pool, I think the real passion then was discovering sea swimming. Do you know, swimming in the sea for myself, I just love it. Um, especially here, we've got so much beautiful coastline, so many different places to swim. You could swim in a different place every day of the year if you wanted to, couldn't you? Um, so I suppose that was kind of 2007 onwards. I was teaching in the pools. Um, but then when Gronje approached me about open water coaching I just jumped at it do you know yeah. I really wanted to be involved in that so I also went away and did my level two um, open water swim coaching search and the beach lifeguard course as well um, which is fantastic if anybody's interested in safe swimming safety around the water it's a brilliant course to do right and um and tell me what what do you think attracts you to the water like there's a lot of talk now about blue mind and blue health and I think for a lot of swimmers, that's almost like um, an afterthought because that's not what attracts them, but that's what they feel they get the benefit out of. 
But what is it for you, Grania, when you get into the water? What is it that makes you love it? Um, well, I swim every every single Thursday morning without fail um, in Loch Ine. And it's my go-to. And honestly, if I don't do it, my week isn't the same without it. I can go in there with like a hundred million things running around my head and stress about this, that and the other. And I come out a completely different person. It's um, it's just a complete switch off. It's like um, I keep saying to my swimmers, my beginners in particular, it's like yoga, only you're wet and cold. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same thing. It's somebody described it as sensory deprivation. It really is. I mean, no one is talking to you. You've no phones. Earplugs. No you have no phones. <laughs> yes. There isn't even phone. You can't even get it's phone call coverage in in Nagain. So it's actually perfect. Um, okay, you can see. You should be able to see where you're going. But other than that, you just clear your mind. I count. I count my strokes, and I've always done it. I could swim five k, and I will count every single stroke, and I'll just focus on that. And honestly, you come out a totally different person. And how long would you spend on that swim on Thursday? Um, we swim all year round. So as the winter approaches, as it gets colder, it's less and less. It's less and less. But I honestly get a bigger buzz out of the really cold water than I do from the summer because it's it's kind of busier there and everything. But um, this morning now I was swimming, so we swam 3K this morning. Decent, a good decent swim. A good decent swim, <laughs> yeah. And the all important picnic afterwards, where you eat double the calories that you've <laughs> exactly. actually burnt off. But it's part of it. It's, it is. It's part of the whole. It's actually very sociable. It's very sociable, even though it doesn't sound like it's getting into the water. So, Poppy, what's it for you? What does it do for you? Oh, I agree with Grania there. It's you can go into the water in any kind of mood, and you're just guaranteed you come out feeling better. Do you know, it's like hitting the reset button, isn't it? Mm. Um, especially if you stay in for that stretch of time where you can just really let all your thoughts and your worries go and just settle into your rhythm and it's time spent by yourself you're completely and literally immersed in nature um yeah and you just always you always come out feeling better for it yeah and i know you touched on it already about um you know you were saying about west cork such a great place to swim mm. i mean do you think there's great potential here you know from a tourism point of view for just the swimming community to know about it oh enormously yeah we're, we're blessed with mm. so many swim spots i mean any lane that goes down to the sea there's something different down there and there's a different swim spot, isn't there? As well as our lifeguarded beaches as well. Yeah. We have fantastic lifeguarded beaches. Because it's become a real industry now. If you go online, there's companies that specialise in swimming mm -hmm. holidays. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if you've done any of those abroad, but I mean, this country hasn't really been seen as one of those locations up to now. And do you think that there may be a future there for us to just concentrate on that? Well, I think there is potential, but the problem is if you see all these, these companies um, organising swims, all in slightly warmer temperatures. <laughs> yes. And like for us, it's fine. We're, in, we're swimming. We're used to the Atlantic. We're swimming all year round. But you get people over um, on holidays and I mean, we're in the water and it's 15, 16 degrees and we think it's tropical. We're shedding the wetsuits and everything and they're freezing absolutely freezing because it's it's just a totally different thing i think for here there is huge potential and it's already started here with the fastnet swims you know just organize once off swim so it's part like the fastnet swim now is a triple crown with the 
Fastnet, the North Channel and the Galway Bay Swim. I think that definitely um, is, is the way forward. Yeah, for people who understand the water is going to be cold. Mm. Yes. And have all the gear to I have a guy on to me at the moment and he's from <laughs> Australia or New Zealand. And he's planning, he's planning the Triple Crown and he's kind of, well, what's the temperature now? What's the temperature now? And like, oh God, it's really warm. It's 15 degrees. And he's like, oh dear God. <laughs> are you one of these people who checks the temperature when you get in? Uh, oh yeah, have a oh, device. We yeah, we check everything before we, we go in. From yeah, like before any before any um swim session we do, we do um a safety briefing, we do a risk assessment. So there's like we start probably in about a Thursday checking the weather forecast, and it's like it can get slightly obsessive. obsessive. Yeah, yes. obsessive. Wind direction, mm. wind speed, swell, height, tides. Yeah, and mm. when because I know you have uh, West Cork swim coaching now, and you're bringing people out in groups mm-hmm. so if the forecast is really bad do you ever cancel or is I know Loch Ine is nearly always a good backup because the weather is nearly always you know acceptable mm-hmm. there for a swim so what do you do if the weather is bad we would we would cancel we would um depending like I mean where we teach mostly it's Dunin and we're quite sheltered there it's quite a small bay it's quite sheltered and it's very much sheltered from the southwesterly winds, which are our predominant winds and which are been blasting us at the moment. I mean, honestly, today was the first calm swim I've had, even in Loch Ine, nearly the whole summer. It's been it's been really difficult, but we're we're very lucky with where we go. We're 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 quite sheltered there. Um, we do like if it was really rough. I mean, we would definitely we would cancel, cancel. postpone it. Yeah. And have you noticed in the years you've been doing it that there is a change in the weather or the summers are getting a little bit more blustery? Oh, interesting. Certainly mm. this summer we it's haven't very had a blustery, let off yeah. from the wind yet. Yeah. Um, Easterlies through May and then fairly blustery since. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not It's not getting any warmer, I don't think, anyway. Mm-hmm. We do see a difference in the water temperatures mm-hmm. as well. No. Yeah. You were saying uh, earlier that it, it's um, not very reflective of the air temperature and also no. that it's changing really quickly now, mm. temperature in the water. Well, we had, we had real highs towards the end of May, very mm. unusual mm-hmm. 18, 19 degree water temperatures. And then dropped way back, just oh, as you were packing away all the thermal the stuff. Yeah, it yeah. dropped in days and then came right back up again. So. Yeah. And that's my, that's my other question, um, which I think if, if anyone is a regular swimmer, what they become really obsessive about, number one is the weather, number two is the gear. Yeah. Yes. So are you still wearing all the gear this time in the middle of the summer? Um, in the winter, we would wear thermal wetsuits, mm-hmm. but they're, they're long since gone in the start of May. So we both do wear wetsuits generally, but the, the boots and the gloves they're will gone. be gone. Yeah. We wouldn't bother mm-hmm. with those yeah. this time of year. And, you know, when the sun comes out, we might be seen in our togs as well. We will do a few skins. <laughs> we will. The only problem with skins is you can't really stain as long. Yes. You so know, you don't get you, the distance done. Yeah. Yeah. And would you have a fear of jellyfish that you can see so much? No. Not really. No. You've been stung? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they seem to seek me out, don't they? <laughs> they do. Yeah, like mosquitoes. It's fine. I mean, obviously we have the more dangerous ones, which you wouldn't go into the water if there's a lion's mane jellyfish mm. or if there's Portuguese man of war. But um, the more standard ones, the compass jellyfish, it's it's a metal sting at worst. You know, it's we fine. do uh, we do a sweep of the bay before our <laughs> sessions. We our swimmers are very spoiled. <laughs> I have a little fishing spoiled. net and yeah. I go around and I scoop up the jellyfish <laughs> and I put them somewhere else out of the way. Don't tell anyone. <laughs> no, I've never seen a jellyfish no, in the bay. Never, no, no, because they've all been but, scooped you know, up. <laughs> they're one of those things. The anticipation 
of it's the sting worse. is much, yeah, much worse it's than worse. the reality yeah. of it. Yeah. We yeah. got our swimmers last year, there was a load of moon jellyfish and to desensitize them, we actually got them to catch them in their hands and oh. they went from screeching and roaring at the very start going, no, I'm not going to touch that, going... Actually, oh, quite, they were really quite, quite cute. Of them yeah, they were the fond end. of them yeah. by the end. So, you know, you're going to meet these things. It is the exactly. ocean. It's not a swimming pool. So you've just got to desensitize to it. Mm. So, you know, what are you going to do if you're a kilometre out and you meet a jellyfish, you know? Yeah, you have no choice. <laughs> you have yes. to get through it. <laughs> exactly. Absolutely. And do you see much marine wildlife when you're out? Um, jellyfish. Mm-hmm. Seals. Seals, fish. Mm-hmm. Cormorants. Mm-hmm. Various seabirds, yeah. yeah. Probably the extent of it, really, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Basking shark, Basking maybe sharks. once. Yeah. That might be a bit creepy. I know they're totally harmless, but they look the part. They're totally they harmless, do. but they're huge. <laughs> yeah. You know, we, you'd give any of those things a wide berth and leave them mm, get on yeah. with their own life. We don't kind of need to go. Seals can be quite them. curious, can't they? They can. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, they tend to follow you around. Yeah. 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 We were we were swimming there. I think it was November or December, and there was a baby seal. And one of the girls was in Loch Ine actually was swimming over to the island and she looked down and the baby seal was underneath her, upside down, eyeballing her, swimming along like this. And she said, well, I have two choices here. I can freak out or I can just keep going. <laughs> but she said she wasn't worried about the baby, it was but the, the mama was watching. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had a, an experience very like that about two years ago in Loch Ine, where one swam underneath me. And very close to where I was getting in and out. Okay. And did a little flip then, like a little dolphin. Oh, lovely. A flip when I was getting anxious. Yeah. Say bye now. And oh. Off, oh. off they went. They're so very curious. They're, yeah, they're, they're actually quite beautiful. So I know that you're also involved in a few organised swims and, and one that everyone would probably know down here is the Galley Head Swim, which is, I think, at its max about 10k. It's yeah, 10k, it's 10K. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and some people swim. do them in relays. Mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit about that and getting involved in, in it and what, what it means to you. Um, well, I've swam it three times as part of a relay Um my favourite, favourite time was when I swam it with my two daughters. That was really special. Um, it's an incredible feat. It really is. I mean, it just it came about actually when a few guys were on skiing holiday and one of them, like you do, have your best ideas. And it's like, God, wouldn't it be great to organise this? And I think they came back and a few of them just did it themselves. I mean, yeah, yeah that's quite possible. So it goes from Gaddyhead to? It goes, it goes from, from Red, Strand, Red, Strand, Red Strand around to the Warren mm-hmm. Beach. And so past Gaddyhead. And a long, long strand, Onahinsha and into into the Warren Beach. Like it's um it's an amazing event. Um like the individual swimmers and the relays you have to have a boat. So each individual like part of swimmers have to have their own safety boat. So you'll swim maybe 2k on your own and then you'll meet up with your boat and they will accompany you the whole way. So like the safety precautions are second to none. And the money that they raise, and it's all for local charities. It's it's amazing. This year amazing. It was cancer. It's Cancer Connect, Connect. yeah, Coaction and Marymount Hospice in Marymount. Yeah. They've raised money for Marymount every single year. I think Cancer Connect maybe might be a new, a new um charity, but they're very deserving. I mean, they they run an incredible service here in West Cork. And um, have you talked to me about organised swims? Because for people who swim reg- regularly but don't 
do them, I think it's really something you should do at least once. It's a fantastic camaraderie mm-hmm. about them, isn't there? Oh, yeah, completely. Um, there's great atmosphere, fantastic atmosphere, and lots of friendships made at them as well, I'd mm-hmm. say. And, you know, we have a great selection of them in West Cork as well. We have the Garnish Swim. We've got um, the Trigumna Swim. Union Hall. Union Union Hall. And And obviously the Galley Head for (laughs) those that wanted a bigger challenge. Yeah, Yeah. and Mm -hmm. I think Sandy Cove is another one that's coming up in Mm -hmm. a few weeks' time as well over in Kinsale. So tell us a little bit now about um, advice that you'd give to people who do a small little bit of swimming but would like to take it a little bit more seriously and go a little bit further. Like, what's the first thing you say to people when they say, you know, I want to do this um, for a little bit longer and not be out of breath and not be stressed at the thought of getting in? How, how do you tell them to so in, in So in our groups, in our in our coaching, um, when we get beginners, a lot of a lot of the issues have to do with breathing mm-hmm. and 99.9% of the time we find people are holding their breaths. They're just not exhaling into the water and they're they're anxious and they're a little bit nervous. And then the automatic thing you'll do is hold your breath. And then that has a kind of an effect then on the whole body, the whole swim. Everything goes belly up, so. basically. <laughs> Everything, yeah, that's the way of putting it. So really, the first thing we do is get them relaxed, get them relaxed in the water, have them stop fighting the water because if you're going to fight the water, you're not going to win. The water is always going to win. Um, so that's the very first steps we take with people. Exhale, relax. We do a really kind of, you know, good, decent kind of warm up and desensitize to the cold water. And then only when all of that is right, do we start working and breaking the stroke down bit by bit um, and then putting it all together again. And are there exercises you can do, you know, out of the water at home for the breathing end of it to kind of get into the rhythm of breathing? Mm, Any kind of yoga is Mm. generally quite good for regulating the breathing while you're doing a physical activity. Mm -hmm. But um, I think the most important thing is those first five minutes when you get in the water, not to flake off at that point, Mm. you know, to take your time, maybe to get some water on your face, on the back of the neck, and just to make sure that you are breathing. It's it's surprising how much you hold your breath without realising. We all do it. I mean, we do. Yeah. We all do it. And I suppose it's a, it's a reaction to stress as well. It so is. And, water, yeah. and yeah, there's a lot of things going on at the same time, isn't there? Mm. Then there's no oxygen getting to the muscles. And then you yeah. suddenly find, no, oh, yeah. I'm tired after four strokes. Of course you are. It's the only, like I keep saying, guys, if you were playing a football match, if you were running, if you're going, okay, would you hold your breath? And they're like, no, don't be silly. And then, well, why are you doing it here? So it's breathing the same as on land. I keep saying, breathe like you're walking down the road just it's normal it's not forced it's the same thing obviously you exhale when your face is in the water because you're not right. <laughs> you're not well people do uh, but they only do that once <laughs> and the other thing then of course is the stroke and people have various different ways of swimming and I know Steve Redmond always says he knows everyone not by how they walk or how they look but how they so swim do we? Yeah. <laughs> I I so do that one definitely yeah. Yeah. so um, like, is there a definitive perfect stroke, or do people get get their own and stick with it? And is that fair enough? Well, it's something that can always be improved upon and adapted. Mm-hmm. But yeah, people do definitely have their um their own strokes to a degree. Mm-hmm. And is there a certain like how would you describe the swimming that you, that the two of you teach? Is there a particular type or style to it? 
Well, it's predominant. It's front crawl predominantly mm-hmm. that we do teach, um, and that's what people come to us for. Really, is to be able to, you know, they want to swim a kilometer or two kilometers. They want to do a triathlon. We always ask them before they ever start with us what their ability is and what they want to do, what they want to achieve. And you know, ninety nine percent of them want to do like say Union Hall swim or you know even part of the galley head or something like that. So front crawl would be the predominant swim that we would teach to people. We do teach like treading water and a little bit of like sculling and stuff like that, mm. but mostly front crawl. And I mean, I think you have spoken before about how amazing you've seen the progress of people. Like, mm. will everybody progress basically? Over a certain amount of time. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Once they stick with it, you have to stick with it. I mean, I have a girl now and she started with me two years ago. And when I say she didn't even like standing in the shower, she didn't even like the water in her face. And she swam 2K of the galley head last year. And she she killed me for saying this, but she jumped out of the boat. She got so excited that she did a complete... <laughs> trip around the boat ended up <laughs> back where she started looked up at the boat and she was like how far have I gone and they were like not very far actually <laughs> she was just so excited but she kept going to do it she did her two kilometers <laughs> yeah, she did okay. yeah she did once she knew the right direction yeah, she was yeah. going in exactly. but it is incredible they're, they're, to see people um to see people going from that um I mean I have another lady She's two years and she has not given up. And it has taken her a little bit longer than most. But two weeks ago, she first time swam on her own. I mean, to me, that is amazing to just finally, you know, face your fears. And it is a fear with a lot of people. And I think once that's gone and people take off, it's it's amazing to see. It's very rewarding. And you know what's mm-hmm. lovely in the groups is they are so supportive of each fantastic, other. Fantastic, yeah. Or mm-hmm. if somebody does something for the first time, if they make that distance or they just swim those few strokes for the first time, there'd be cheers, there'd be mm-hmm. hugs, there'd be the whole <laughs> lot. You know, it's a, it's a lovely atmosphere yeah. in that respect. It's a very, it's a nice community. It's it's a lovely, um, lovely group of people. And men and women. Yes, I know yeah. it mm-hmm. seems to be a predominantly female sport at the moment. It does. Mm-hmm. But I think we see a little more balance this year. Yes, actually. this year, yeah, yeah. Men always sit back and wait and see how things go on the day. Okay, okay, I'll try it. I'll try it. Yes, their girlfriends and wives are coming home and partners and saying, you know, you should you should join us. Yeah, there is some of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But can I say that out of you know what we have found, and I just wanted to bring this up as a point, um, you know, there's there's plenty like safety is our number one priority. As I said, we both went off and we did beach lifeguard course last year we were probably the oldest by about 30 years like we were there with 19 year olds it was um very much out of our comfort zone but look we did fine and we passed or whatever but we learned a lot from that but I think in with Irish water safety with Swim Ireland there's huge education for children they, they bring it into the schools there's nothing for adults mm. I think it's yeah. a huge huge gap there's I mean gap, we um, do a lot of it we like before each class we talk about tides winds rip currents Poppy's our resident safety expert she's, she gives some great she gives some great talks <laughs> about rip currents the jellyfish. Yeah, yeah, yeah just all basic stuff and I think but they'd hang on to every word every those word things, because maybe yeah. there isn't mm. many other places where adults go for mm-hmm. that information do you know yeah 
and children are taught but children are children they go to the beach with their parents and their parents call the shots you know yes. so well hopefully in another you know 10 years that generation will be the parents yes because you're right in, when we were younger there was no such thing as a swim class not at, at all. school <laughs> you just did it on no, your own or, not you, at all, or, or yeah. you taught yourself yeah um, and just so tell us now I know you've mentioned Loch Ine everyone loves to mention Loch Ine it is a fantastic mm-hmm. uh, place for swimming but there's so many other wonderful places so could you impart one or two of your favourite not as popular as normal spots for us for um, we know Inchidani is fabulous we do Barley Cove but I think probably my favourite place is actually Glengariff right. I think it's beautiful down there um, you've kind of got the beautiful water obviously but then you've got this amazing backdrop because you've got the rocks you've got the trees and then you've got the mountains mm. as well well and, where would you get in there um, I'd usually go in at Ellen's Rock there right. um, in front of Garnish Island that's where the swim is it is yeah, yeah, that's right yeah. yeah but then you can turn either left or right there mm. and, and it's warm fabulous, isn't it fabulous fabulous coastline along there loads of exploring to do loads of wildlife yeah right. eagles the sea seals. eagles mm-hmm. yeah you, if you're lucky you get a sight of them as well yeah and loads of seals and loads of seals <laughs> and Ronnie, where would you go other oh, than Loch i Ine? love Loch Ine, but you what know? i really like doing is swimming from Loch Ine with the tide when the tide is right and going down through the rapids um out to barlogue around bullock island that's right. really special because okay. you get right out into the open sea then and you'll yes. see the difference between like Loch Ine is like pool really it is <laughs> yes. it is really it's it kind of yeah it, it um it spoils us really and then you go in and you have a bit of a swell or a current and you're mm. like oh my god this is really hard so it's kind of nice to go out past Barlogue. i mean god it's beautiful going down there and then out around bullock island a friend of mine went from from Loch Ine about two weeks ago that direction and he ended up landed in Tregumna. Right. And back again. And back again. Swim. Yeah, it was nine, ten, nine or ten K. Yeah. But he's doing Valley Head, so just part of his training. And so what is in the future for both of you? I mean, do you uh, have um, a goal as in a particular swim or something you want to do professionally in your swimming career that you're aiming for? I'm half thinking of doing the ten K next year and the Galley Head. In one go. Yeah, wow. yeah, I've been avoiding it studiously <laughs> for long enough. Um, I'm trying to persuade Poppy to do it, but this lunatic did 10k in Dunman with swimming pool not so long ago. Like she's failed <laughs> to mention that. Like, whatever about swimming 10k in the ocean, <laughs> swimming 10k in a pool. No in a pool. Oh, <laughs> God. And the boredom, oh my God, I don't know how you did it. <laughs> I think we'd both quite like to do the galley next yeah. year, wouldn't we? I yeah. think so, yeah. I think yeah. so. It is. But do you know, those, those longer adventure swims are great mm-hmm. as well, where you pick just a point from A to B and you go off and you explore for a couple of hours. Exactly, yeah. A right right way of seeing the coastline and seeing the country from a different perspective, shall we say. And have you gone beyond West Cork? Or are you just totally spoiled? We're just totally spoiled. I mean, (laughs) why would you need to? I go to Galway and I just don't find our beaches half as nice. Oh, gosh. (laughs) I know know they kill us, but uh, I just think we're really spoiled here. You know, we really are. Some of the the island Mm. beaches, I think, are beautiful Mm. off the West Coast. But we we are very spoiled. And I suppose we do have the benefit of slightly warmer temperatures, Mm -hmm. I think, on the West Coast. That does help. Yeah, I have swam, like for Ironman races, I have swam in the Baltic Sea, which was roasting (laughs) up in Sweden, actually, yeah, really warm. And I swam, like, off the Barcelona and places like that. But I just prefer West Cork, to be honest. 
Well, on that note, thank you both very much for joining us today and best of luck with the swimming. Thank you thank for having you, us. Thank See you, you in the water. Thanks for listening to the Southern Stars from A to C podcast series. This episode was produced and presented by Southern Star editor Siobhan Cronin and edited by me, Dylan Mangan. This was the fifth episode focusing on sea swimming, so if you enjoyed it, please be sure to check out our other four episodes with people like author Cathy Donaghy and four of the men behind the Fastnet Swim. For stories like this and more, visit southernstar.ie forward slash podcasts where you can swim through previous episodes and be sure to pick up a copy of this Thursday's newspaper in shops across West Cork or online via subscribe.southernstar.ie. Please rate, review and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts to make sure you don't miss any future episodes and we'll be back again very shortly. Thanks for listening.